Hi guys, how are we all? Hi Cathy, hi Denise, hi Lucy. Um, are we all enjoying this heat? It's getting a little bit hot today, isn't it? Hello guys over on TikTok. Um, hope you're all okay. So we're going to, again, just another hour helping you guys with any legal family law questions that you might have um, that I can help you with. Um, haven't managed to get on the Discord today, but I will catch up this evening um, and answer some of those questions. Um, there's three chat rooms going on for those of you that aren't aware. So um, if you've got a question and you want it to be a bit more specific, by all means, check out those chat rooms. And I do get in and answer as many questions as I can. Right, let's kick off. Um, Rachel, you've got your hand up, so I'm going to go to you first. Whenever you're ready, Rachel, ask me your question. Hello there. Hello. We spoke, we spoke last week briefly. I was mentioned my partner was going in front of magistrates to get his final child order. Yeah. Um, he got that last week. Uh, there was one day that was in question that he asked them not to give him contact on because he couldn't facilitate that one particular day. Yeah. And they gave him that day anyway. So he's in a position now where he's immediately going to be in breach of that order. And they're not giving them any kind of leeway to change that. I was just wondering, is a variation order the best way to challenge that? I, I mean, you can, but essentially he would have challenged that at the final hearing, wouldn't he? I mean, was there a reason that they gave that they forced a day on him that he just can't do? Uh, no, they basically didn't give any um, time to discuss what they said. They kind of handed it down like a judgment. Okay. They went away, took a recess, came back, said, this is what we're proposing. Yeah. And he said to them, you know, that, that evening, particular evening, yeah. it's basically the child's five and they want him to keep the child till 7.30 and hand over to the mother at 7.30. Yeah. And he'd ask for just to pick up and drop off from school because they don't have any contact with each other. And um, they've just ignored that and basically said he needs to parent. So okay. just wondering what the next best step is, because obviously if he's in breach of the order, if he yeah. can't do it... He doesn't want to start off on a bad foot. I mean, it, if he is it that he's going to be returning them early, Rachel, or picking them up late? Which one's it going to be? Uh, the former. So he's going to be returning them early. Um, is so is mum going to object? Sorry, to it's, yeah. it's, sorry. It's basically um he he asked to do all of the drop offs and pick offs to and from school. Yeah. What they've said is on one of the days he has to collect the child from school, keep the child till seven thirty, then physically go hand over the child to the mother. He's got no contact with the mother and has been advised by the police as such to keep it that way. Yeah. So um, it just basically is. Oh, I've lost you, Rachel. Can't so, hear. Oh, you're back again. You're back again. Yeah, carry on. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah, my phone rang. It took, it took, it took the speaker, sorry. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what to do for the best, really, or he doesn't know what to do for the best. It just seems such a shame that you've got to make a variation application when you've literally just been given the final order and that the magistrates yeah. didn't listen to that last week. Um, but yeah, essentially, you know, if him and mum can't agree to vary it amongst themselves and he's going to be in breach of the order and he wants it recorded as to when he is exactly going to have the children, then that's all he can do, really. Um, so do you, do you think that he should just write to the mother and say you can't take up that contact, however he will be applying for a variation order, just so that he... Well, would he, would I think... Would still be in breach either way? Or? Uh, look, oh, he's going to breach it, isn't he? He's going to breach it because he, yes. can't, he can't comply with what's written down in the order. 
I think, yeah. you know, if it were me, I'd be writing to the mother to say, look, you know, you heard my submission at court. Unfortunately, I can't do this time. I'm therefore going to have to, um, you know, vary the order myself. I physically can't do it. it. You know, as much as I want to, I just can't do it. Um, are you in agreement to that? If she comes back to say no, then he's going to have to say, well, then I, I, I have no choice but to breach it and I'll make an application to vary. Um, and then, yeah, it's your C-79. And does he, does, he, does he just, in the meantime, after that, if that conversation happens, because she is likely to say no, um, does he just say, unfortunately, I can't pick up the yeah. child until this goes back well, to court? Well, I think court he, has on that day, or? he has to, he has to, because he can't, time, he can't do it. It's not he can't do it, so that he has no other alternative, really. Um, he has no will other the judge, alternative. Will the judge punish him? Because it's written in the order that he could be made to do unpaid work or even jail yeah. time or all sorts of things. I mean, so. potentially, potentially, you know, it, it does seem a bit of a mess, quite frankly. I mean, I, I, as I say, I'm very surprised that the courts have made an order that he, that he said he can't stick to. Um, yeah. So potentially. I mean, obviously, mum would have to enforce that, that part of that penal notice. But yeah, it will have to okay. be varied then. All right. Okay, that's lovely. Thank you for your advice. All right. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Um, Jay Leek, you are next up. Um, it's really weird. I've got you on. I've got TikTok on the other side of the room, and it just usually you're over that side, and now you're over this side, and it's a bit strange. Um, getting used to it. Any advice for a first year law student? Study really hard. Uh, Jay Leek, what's your question? Hello. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Um, so the question is, basically, we're back in court for uh, a court order regarding dad seeing uh, my, our daughter. Um, I'm just wanting to know what the difference between a solicitor acting and a barrister. So generally, bar well, barristers are in court all day, every day. So they have way more experience than us at things like cross-examination, leading evidence, opening arguments, closing arguments. You know, the whole point of, of going to court is to sort of persuade the judge that your version of events and what you're asking for is, is what the judge should decide. So the barristers are far more experienced at persuading the court because, as I say, they do it all day, every day. The solicitors, yeah. as solicitors, we can also go to court, um, but we tend to do more of the directions appointments. So we're right, not, okay. we're not I'm really... We're court, that's all, on the, yeah. Uh, in July. Yeah. And she's just now decided, because obviously the uh, after effects of seeing her dad... Um, that a barrister may be a bit more better than herself. Yeah. Well, so I just basically wanted to know what the, the difference yeah. would be. I mean, obviously, if, if costs aren't a problem, then by all means get counsel. I'd always recommend getting counsel. Um, if costs, costs are an issue, then you might want to just think about counsel for a final hearing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's entirely up to you. To oh. oh, okay. Oh, well, if you, you'll get counsel yeah. then. Absolutely get counsel. Yeah, that's great. Thanks very much. All right, bye. Uh, Lisa, I think that's Lisa or Lysak, 23. Hi, what's your question? Hello. Hello. Only a quick one. Yeah. Uh, do I have to apply for the divorce first or do I do the fee remission form first? Oh, uh, fee remission first because when you apply for that, they'll give you a number and then you've got to put that number on the divorce petition. Oh, lovely. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Elizabeth, 91. Hello. 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 Um, I've got a question. Um, obviously, you know, I'm 
got a daughter on SD or with my dad's parents. You, and I wanna I wanna change my room supervised but I'm not sure how to go about it. Say that again, Elizabeth. You cut out a little bit. You've got a daughter on an SGO with the grandparents and you wanted to do what, sorry? I want to try and get unsupervised contact with her. Right, yeah. She's been with them since 2018 when we were last in court with her and yeah. I want to try and get unsupervised contact with her. Okay. She's getting older. Yeah. She's four, she's four now and um, I don't know how to go about it. You're, I mean, the grandparents... I don't know whether to go to court or not because, obviously, I don't, I don't really know how to approach the grandparents. Are the grandparents in agreement to this, Elizabeth, or not? Well, they still, they still want to try... They still want to have supervised. Okay. But I've, I've done, like, loads of counselling and therapy since I left court for her, and basically I've got myself back into a better place mentally. Yeah, okay. And I just want to try and go to a point where I can see it on my own. Yeah, why not start with some mediation first? How about that? Yeah, and that sounds good. And another thing, um, I'm in a relationship with a person who has kids. Yeah. And um, obviously the social services where he lives have got involved and turned around and said that I can't be around his kids unsupervised. Okay. Because, because of what's in my paperwork for my kids with my medical health and everything. Yeah. They've also stated that that would have to be supervised as well, but the thing is, they've stated that even though I've done so well with my therapies and my counselling, it would still have to be supervised, and I can't understand why it's getting really agitated. I mean, that that's that's a more difficult one to, to get to the bottom of, Elizabeth, because obviously they're, they're not your children. I think social services are just going based on the, the risk assessment that's that's on file. Mm -hmm. That would be for your, your partner to challenge that one because they're, they're right. his children. Um, but in terms mm -hmm. of, of your child, I would start by doing mediation with the grandparents first. And if that doesn't work, then you'll just have to take the matter back to court. How would, I, how would I get to mediation though? How would I look into it? So you just Google a local mediator in your area and then drop them an email. It's as simple as that. If you're entitled to legal aid, there's lots of mediators out there that will offer legal aid. So when you reach yeah. out to them, check that point. Um, but yeah, if you, if you just Google one, um, you, you'll find one local to you. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Right. Uh, Flu Gemma, you are next up. We're racing through the questions tonight, guys. Hello. Everyone. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. We good. spoke a few weeks ago. Yes. Um, uh, my ex-partner has taken me to court. I had to stop contact due to um, adult activities happening in front of our baby. Yeah. Uh, and so he didn't turn up to his class-class call, which I, um, I did. And mm. I'm just wondering how it works around, because I don't know what he's going for yet, but we've got court on the 24th of August over... A teams meeting. Yeah. Uh, how does it work around um, if he asks for, I don't know, say nights in the week when my son goes to a childcare? Can I request that he participates towards childcare costs, or is that not an option? You, I mean, the the first appointment's only going to be a directions. Okay, so that's the first um, thing to understand. So the court can't actually make an order unless you two are in agreement to it. Um, you mm -hmm. can ask for whatever you want to. You know, you're before the court, um, so what that tells the court is that unfortunately you two aren't able to agree between yourselves. And mm. if that's a, if that's an issue, Gemma, that you guys can't agree on, then yeah, bring it up with the court. Um, as yeah. I say, there'll be no orders made at the first appointment, only directions. 
Right. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if I was allowed to put a financial element into it or not. Um, because originally when he was seeing him, he didn't want to pay towards childcare. So we agreed to every other weekend, one night every yeah. other weekend. Yeah. Um, but obviously since social services and everything got involved, yeah. I think he's going to start going down the route of every, he wants every Wednesday and every other weekend, I believe. Right. Yeah. So okay. um, I just wasn't sure if I was able to bring up any financial issue into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because currently I pay for all the childcare. We pay okay. for it full time. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't, he just, he only pays me um, £100 a month in CSA costs. So I wasn't sure if that was a, I was able to do that. So that's great. Thank you for your help with that one. No problem. All right. You're welcome. Thanks, Gemma. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Mikey, you're up next. I know this different angle has thrown me as well. I, I, I just, it's very weird. We're creatures of habit, aren't we humans? We like things to stay. For those of you on Discord, um, the TikTok Live is at a different angle tonight in the office because my phone was flat. So I've put it over this side to charge and it's a whole different world. Anyway, sorry, Mikey, what's your question? Uh, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Uh, I've been with my wife now for about two years and yeah. the past two, three months she's been stopping access because I've now got a new partner. Yeah. Um, I've looked into mediation, but currently I can't actually afford it, but I'm not entitled to legal aid because I've actually had much here. Okay. And I was wondering what I would do about getting access to my children. Um, so you'd go straight to court then, Mikey. If, if you can't afford mediation um, and that's not an option, then you're just going to fill out your C100 form and take the matter straight to court. Now, the C100, you can apply for fee remission and it's different to legal aid, so you might get that. If not you're going to have to pay the court fee, which is £232, but that's all you've got to pay. It's a one-off fee. doesn't matter how many hearings you have. There won't be any further payments to make. Um, but that, that will be your next step, a C100 form. And you're asking for a child arrangements order. Oh, perfect. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, Mikey. Thank you. Uh, Haysham, you are up next. So whatever your question is... What's the picture behind my head? It's of an elephant. Can you see that? Patrick got it back. for. He went to South Africa and he brought that back. Um, so, yeah, that's what that is behind my head. Um, hi. Hello, Haysham. How can I help? Yes, hi. I have a quick question. I'm getting married. And yeah. I want you like everything. Like You don't know what will happen in the future for that divorce or something. Yeah. But... You know, like the house, uh, the children, and the things from now before we like we do the wedding. Yeah. Uh, how should we do that? Sorry, say that the last bit cut out, Hashem. Sorry. I said I said before before we do the wedding. Yeah. Is there is anything else like can I do like to protect the house and everything if in the future if we get divorced or yeah. something happen? So what you're talking about is a prenuptial agreement. So we 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 oh. yeah that that's something that you might want to consider. They're drafted by solicitors. Mm -hmm. They're not legally binding. Mm -hmm. um, and people say to me, well, what's the point of having one if they're not legally binding? Um, more and more, we find that courts are being guided by them, even though they're not legally. So the court, what that means, Hashem, is that the court doesn't have to stick to it, but they will apply a test. So if both parties take independent legal advice, which basically means your own solicitor, and if the prenuptial mm -hmm. is fair and reasonable, then if you seek to rely upon it after you're married, 
the courts will be guided by it. Okay, it's never a guarantee, but it's definitely worth having. Better to have one than not have one if there's things that you want to ring fence from any sort of divorce settlements. Okay, thank you yeah. so much, Johan. You're welcome. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye. Um, Sam, you're next up. The only other thing I would add, and Haitian may well have gone now, is that a prenuptial, it must be signed by everybody 21 days before the marriage takes place, okay? Anything within that 21-day period, um, then you're skating on thin ice there because you could argue that actually you entered into it in haste. So as a, as a rule of thumb, 21 days before the wedding day. Um, Sam, what's your question? Hi. Um, in November, me and my ex have a three-hour in-person contested final hearing for residency of our children. Yeah. The local authority social worker did a Section 7 report that ended up with my, in my favor. Yeah. Um, at the hearing in November, he just wants to cross-examine the social worker. How often do judges go against, like, social workers and their Section 7s? Um, oh, I mean, obviously, I can only go on my experience of children's cases, um, not very often, okay? So social workers and CAFCAS are really seen as the court's independent view, so the court's eyes and ears, really. Mum and Dad have a very positional um, stance, understandably, so not very often. There would have to be some really overwhelming evidence to make the court you know, go against what's been what's been suggested in the section seven. Okay, because uh, for uh, the social worker said, if the children's remain in his care, they remain on child in need. However, if they come, if they're in my care, they wouldn't have any social services involvement. So that. Okay. Yeah. So so by by the sounds of it, he's he's wanting to challenge why social services have made that determination about him. I think so, yeah. yeah. He hasn't said why he wants to cross-examine, just that okay. he doesn't want either of us to present evidence or um, question each other. He just wants to question the social worker. Okay. And is he legally represented? He is, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, let, I mean, I let his team do his thing, but obviously social services are going to be able to, you know, present the court with evidence as to why they've made that finding. They wouldn't make that finding lightly. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Okay, Sam. Bye. Um, can sorry. Question on TikTok. Can anyone tell me how I speak to this lady, please? So what you need to do is come over to Discord, um, and I say this every evening because obviously people don't know how um, or, or understand what we're doing. So I'm live on TikTok, but the people that you can hear are actually on Discord. So you have to download the Discord app and set yourself up a little, you know, account, a little profile. And then you can click on the link in my profile and it will bring you into what we call the lounge. Then you just put your hand up and you ask a question. Um, there's probably about 30 people at the moment with their hands up. Um, and I tend to do this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, six or seven. So I can't I can't always get to everybody, but I get through as many as I can. Um, Mama Tina, you are next up. So whenever you're ready, ask me a question. What's what's the app name? Oh, it's Discord. So if you download the Discord app, just while I'm waiting for Mama Tina, I'll have a quick look at some of the... Oh, you're there now. Mama Tina, what's your question? 
Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, I hello. can, yeah. Hello. What's your question? No. You're on mute now, Tina. Take yourself off mute. Okay. Uh, I'm going to leave you there, Tina, while you sort that out. Oh, can you hear me, Tina? You're off mute, but I can't hear you if you are talking. Hello. Oh, there you are. You're there. I don't think you can hear me. I can hear you now. I can hear you now, Tina. What's your question? I'm mute. It's fine. What's your question? I can hear you. No, she's gone again. Okay, don't worry. I'm going to leave you there, Tina, and I'll come back to you. Um, I'll go to the next... Oh, hello, Tina. Are you there? <laughs> I'm going to go to the next... You You are there... Hello. Hello. Can I can hear you. Yeah. Oh, you can hear me. I can. Yeah. What's okay. your question? Right. What it is? Um, I'm going to court to enforce a yeah. child arrangements order that I got given. Um, I only had one contact. Uh, since I got it. Yeah. Uh, my son's making the children. He's alienating them against me. My grandchildren now. Yeah. Um. And what can I actually do in the court to stop him doing this? Luckily, this time, I've got a statement because I had a witness with me to prove that nothing happened in the contact. Yeah. But I feel that he's going to keep on doing this. And it's not fair on the children. One of them, like, contacts me all the time on a, like, children's game. I used yeah. to play with her. Yeah. Saying that she misses me. Um, She's been doing that for nearly a year now. Yeah. So I've seen her once, she was very happy, all excited about seeing me, um, yeah. and that's been stopped. So what can I actually do, or what can the judge do to make sure that he can't keep making the children, because they're listening to the children. And Tina? Luckily, like I said, I'm a witness. Yeah, do you, do you have an order in place at the moment, Tina, from the family court? Yeah. You do. And what does it say? What contact does it enable you to have? Well, it starts off at once every six weeks, yeah. every holiday, yeah. um, every birthday, yeah. Christmas, and then it goes to once a month. I've only had one contact. Okay. So your first step is to try mediation. You know that. I always say that. Will, if yeah, he, he will not. Okay, that's he, fine. Then, then what you're going to have to do is go back to court via an enforcement application, which is a C79, and you're going yeah. to be asking the court to put a penal notice on that so that if he continues to do this, there can be some consequences. Yeah. Does that, does that help? Yeah, because he needs something done because it's not fair on yeah. any children. Yeah. I've like, been in their life their whole life. Yeah. So, and he's got a... Like, he fell out with me a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and because of that, he's just making yeah. it difficult. He's thinking of his own needs and yeah. of the children. Yeah, I know. I mean, what, what I would say, Tina, stepping outside of, of the law for a minute, is that obviously, and, and you know yourself, it's never going to be great until that issue with your son is resolved. Um, so what, whilst I can tell you how to go down the legal route, it's probably not going to fix it, is it really? Because if anything, 
that may make the situation worse because now a judge will force him um, to abide by the order and stick a penal notice on it. Um, it's just a shame that, you know, you two can't perhaps do mediation or, you know. See, I'm fine with that and I've asked him that. Uh, what yeah. it was, because he, what happens is the children, like, I'm not going to make it into a great big long thing, yeah. but he brought his girlfriend to live with him and yeah. his her six children. Yeah. And my grandchildren, I've got four of them. So that's ten children in the house. And all I said to him, listen, you need to think of the other four children first before you start bringing the girlfriend that they've never met yeah. or the six children in there. Yeah. He went mad and he fell out of me because of it and won't speak to me since. Oh, dear. And hasn't since. Oh, dear. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's dodgy. So he, yeah. he won't ever speak to me, I don't think, because he's got mental health issues as well. Yeah. Oh, dear. So, well, as I say... Get that C-79 into enforce and, and let's hope that you at least can resume contact with the grandchildren. Yeah, hope, yeah hopefully yeah. I will do. Okay. So, All right, Tina. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank All you. the best. Bye. Bye. Um, Rambos, I did send you an invite uh, while I was talking to Tina because initially I couldn't hear Tina, um, but you haven't um, managed to get onto the stage yet. So deleted user, you are up. Yes, hi, can you hear me? I can indeed. How can I help? Lovely. Hi, thanks. So, um, my, me and my partner have um, split up and we've got a mortgage together. Yeah. Uh, we're unmarried yeah. uh, and he wants to buy me out. Um, I didn't put any deposit down because uh, when we, when we uh, bought the house, but I am on the mortgage yeah. um, and it's kind of 50-50, it's, it's, it's split between us. There was an, I did mention, uh, you know, he, he should put the deposit down, uh, you know, you should write, put, have something in writing, but he yeah. didn't want to do that. Uh, oh, we've nice split up, and it's not my fault that we've split up, but I feel like I have to, uh, we've, we've made money on the property, and I kind of feel like it's my name on the mortgage, and I now have to start again, and I just feel like I should have, I should have some of that, because I have to start again, and I didn't want to. Okay. Um, so what... I mean, I, I think I can have, there's nothing in writing, so I think I'm... I, I missed that last bit. Say that last bit again, you faded out. Sorry, sorry. Um, I just said that um, I, I am entitled to half, aren't I? There's nothing in, legally, there's nothing in writing to say that he put down all of that deposit. But I've now got to start again somewhere. And I feel like because yeah. we've made money on this property yeah. and we're both joint owners... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's no deed of trust or there, there isn't anything to say that he's going to get that deposit back and you mm. hold the property in equal shares, then, yeah, you're entitled to 50% of it. And um, Am I able to move out at the moment? Because it's really difficult, us living together. Am I able to move out whilst, I mean, is mo that whilst this goes on? Moving out isn't going to affect your ownership of the property. Okay, so, okay. yeah, that's it's yeah. not going to affect it, you know... People leave the houses all the time and, and they still are entitled to 50%. So, no, if, if oh. you feel that you can't live there anymore, um, then don't worry mm. that your ownership will be affected by moving out because it won't. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. You're welcome. No problem. Thank you. All right, Thanks, then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Uh, Debbie, you are up next. Whenever you're ready. Someone's just asked on TikTok, do I do Scottish law? I don't. I only practice in England and Wales, so that's all I know, I'm afraid. I um, had a lovely lady on last night that had a, a question. 
and bless her, she was resident in Scotland. Um, so everything I told her, we had to kind of throw out the window because yeah, I don't think it applies up there. I think it's very different children's law up there. Um, hey, Debbie. Hi, good evening. Hello. What's your question? Uh, it's just um, looking for a bit of legal advice on uh, children. Yeah. Um, I've got a residency on my granddaughter with my son, who's her father. Yeah. She is now... Well, her mum hasn't seen her since she was approximately a year old. Um, she took us not in 2018 to court for a, an order to see her. Yeah. Uh, the case didn't go quite well, and she was told to, to do um, anger management, counselling and parenting courts, which is what she's been told to do for the last 11 years. Yeah. And told to not bring it back to court until that was done. Yeah. And she was allowed to have contact only through letter, write, letter writing once a month, which is only ever received three letters and now threatening to bring us back to court again, even though she's done no, none of them courses. Yeah. So can she bring back to court again, even though she hasn't done that because they were told she can't keep doing this. We've been going through this for 11 years. Yeah. I mean, it, it will all depend, Debbie, on what's written in the last order. So generally, if somebody keeps making repeat applications, the court can decide to put on the order that if they make another application, they have to seek permission from the court first. So if that is on your last order, then that's what she's going to have to do. If that's not on your last order, then she'll be allowed to make her application, but it might not get her anywhere. Excuse me, because obviously the yeah. courts have said in the last hearing that she's got to do certain things. She's got to comply with these directions before they will, you know, revisit her application again. Yeah, because it does say on the order that she has to complete them courses okay. first. Yeah. Uh, which she hasn't done. And but, that was ordered by CAFCAS. But it does. Sort of thing, and they said the only... I was just going to say, sorry, sorry Debbie, but it, but what it does it say on the order that if she wants to make another application, she has to seek permission of the court first? Does it say that? That doesn't say that. Okay. Word, no. It okay. Says, uh, she has to see. Uh, she has to complete courses first. Yeah. yeah. So what will happen is she'll make her application. The court will issue it. You'll then be served. You'll all turn up for that first directions appointment, and that's when you will then say to the judge look, here's the last order, she hasn't complied, she needs to go off and do that. Okay. All right. All right then. Okay. No problem. Thank Thanks, you Debbie. very much. Bye. Bye. Uh, Lisa, you are next with your hand up, so whenever you're ready, tap that screen. Oh, I thought that was a question. How to ask, ask questions. Oh, hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi, yeah. Uh, thank, thank you for listening to me. That's um, okay. I've got a question about sharing orders yeah um i'm divorced from my ex-husband he's just popped his head up and asked he now wants half of my final salary pension yeah he still lives in our house yeah. um which i took my name off of but it, it's all it's domestic violence so i just wanted to get away um his solicitor has said that he wants half my pension and then he will draw down the 25% tax-free because he's over 55. Yeah. And give me a lump sum so that I've got a deposit to buy my own property. Yeah. He's told me that my ex would need to get a financial advisor to do the drawdown himself. Now, 
I'm worried that knowing him and his history, he won't do the drawdown and I'll just lose everything. Is is it not done as the pension sharing order is actually done? Yeah. Is it so, sound? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so procedurally, Lisa, what will happen is the financial order will be sent into court and attached to the back of it will be a pension share annex. And in right. that pension share annex, it, it will ultimately say that a certain percentage, let's just say 50% of his pension gets transferred yeah. to your pension pot, okay? Yeah. Court's going to seal it, stamp both the order and the pension share annex, and then send it back to you. You'll then apply for your decree absolute. Once the decree absolute comes through, you then have to send um, the decree absolute, the financial order, and the pension share annex all off to his pension provider. And it's at that yeah. point that the pension share will take effect. Okay, um, it's my it's my pen. I'm giving him fifty percent of mine. Oh well, then then just reverse it. So, but that's that's okay. effectively how we how we process a pension share. Okay, I'm just worried about if I give him fifty percent, I don't trust him to do the twenty five percent drawdown and give me the lump sum back, whether there's a court order or not. That's the bit I'm worried about. Well, then your order needs to be more specific. So you don't okay. want to leave anything to chance. So maybe you're not giving him fifty percent. Maybe you're, I mean, why aren't you doing the, if it's your pension, why aren't you doing the drawdown and giving the lump sum to him? Because I'm not 55 yet. Okay. Well, then I think what might be helpful in this situation is to get an actuary involved because an actuary will be able to then calculate exactly what percentage you give him to take into effect the, the, the point that he's going to give you half of that lump sum. Because that's leaving something to chance, Lisa, and I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I wouldn't. I just yeah, wouldn't exactly. do that. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So I think you, it's probably not legal advice that you need at this stage because you're quite clear about you know what's been agreed. But I yeah. think to know exactly what percentage to put onto that pension share annex, you might need to just speak to an actuary, a pension actuary, and these guys mm -hmm. specialise in the pensions. They'll they'll look at them mathematically forensically and they're able to work out exactly what percentage he should have in order for you to achieve what you're trying to achieve if that makes sense okay yeah. okay all right there'll be that'll be a, a cost won't it it will be a cost mm. yeah it will mm. be but you know and we're not talking hundreds we're probably talking 1200 pound maybe 1500 but right. Think of it in respect of the amount of pension that you're giving him. It's going to be well worth protecting, mm -hmm. you know, whatever pension you have got there. It's probably going to be relative is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. OK. It's, it's the reason being is he says he can't give me a lump sum out of the house because he's saying at his age he can't remortgage. Right. OK. Which is why I've said the only way I can get a deposit for another property myself because I left there. Yeah. Um, it's is for him to draw down a lump sum out of the pension, him give it to me as a lump sum. Okay. <laughs> okay. Which I know sounds yeah. a bit complicated, it, but... It, it, it is slightly. I mean, is there no way that he can go and see a mortgage advisor so that he could remortgage and then they take a charge over that pension that he's going to get, potentially? That might secure you in, in a better position. It, it's probably something that you, you need to speak with a financial advisor about, Lisa, if I'm honest with you, and an okay. actuary. It's, it's not the legal advice that you need here. It's more right. a way around you both getting 
that that lump sum without you having to leave anything to chance okay lovely that that's what i was wondering and yeah. i just wanted to check it with you first yeah, yeah brilliant okay, no okay. worries Thank you so all much right for your thanks help. lisa bye-bye thank you bye andrea you are up next whenever you're ready to ask me the question my husband who i left has paid off the mortgage well, you are entitled to a share of the matrimonial assets, regardless of whose name it's in. So the answer to that would be yes. Mortgage yes. companies allow especially specialist ones. Yeah, that's why I think she needs to go and speak to a financial advisor. Thank you for that daily extravagance. Um, Andrea, Hello. sorry, I didn't see you there. What's your question? I was looking at TikTok. <laughs> no problem at all. Um, yeah, just a super quick question. Yeah. Um, myself and my ex are separated. Yeah. Uh, we have a court order in place in regards to access. Yeah. Uh, part of that court order is that my little boy goes to him uh, during the summer holidays for two individual weeks. Yeah. Um, so that they can have a holiday. That's coming up next week, um, and that's fine. But I'm feeling quite twitchy about the fact that he's not up offering up any information about where they're going. I don't need to know hotel details or anything. I just need to know where in the world my little boy is going to be. Um, what? Where do I stand in regards to... I can ask the question. It's likely it will get ignored. Where do I stand in relation to asking for that information? He's got parental responsibility, so yeah. I know he can do what he likes. Yeah. But I don't think unless I can say something that forces his arm to tell me that he's going to offer up that information. How much contact is he having, Andrea? Is, is this an overnight stay or is it going to be longer? It's a whole week. Oh, sorry, a whole week. Okay, so he's having him for a week. holiday. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's a difficult one. Generally, if guys are co-parenting out of respect, then he would tell you where he's going. Um, yeah. If he doesn't want to, then short of getting a court order, there isn't too much that you can do. Because as you say, he does have parental responsibility and therefore doesn't need to tell you that unless you feel the child's at risk. Which is, as you say, a little bit disconcerting. Um, yeah. But if he doesn't volunteer that information, then as I say, short of a court order, there isn't too much that you can do. Okay, I probably won't even bother asking then because it just gives him a, an element of power if I if I ask. Oh, that's a shame. That he can hold that over do, me. Do you right, do you guys you do you guys use um, a parenting app, Andrea? No. No. Okay. Have a look at them. They're really useful. So it's a parenting app where, whereby you two just speak through the app. Um, and it might okay. be worth, and not that I'm saying it's going to help this time, but I think if you can have a parenting app between you, um, then it may just maybe encourage him to open up slightly. Um, and I, I would give it a go. I'd give it a go. It's, it's not going to hurt. Download the app, um, introduce him to the app and see if he would consider co-parenting through the app it's a start. As I say, he, it may not help for this holiday, but by the time you no. get to the next holiday, he might just be a little bit more amenable to co-parenting. Cool, okay, I'll give it a All try, because right. I've already introduced the communication book, but even yeah. still, important information isn't being passed over. Yeah. That's actually in our court order that that happens. Yeah. But there was a medical issue that came up about two weeks ago that I only found out about two days days later when uh, the little boy mentioned it to me okay so i had to ring dad and say what on earth's going on here why is not not been told but yeah i'll give it a go thank you very very much for your help you're welcome thanks andrea right, bye thanks. bye for now bye
The great thing as well, guys, about those parenting apps is that if you do end up back in court, you can actually download what's being said on the parenting app and you can save it. And I'm not saying that you use it you know, strategically like that, but they are really useful little handy apps to use. Um, and it, it can help parents to co-parent um, along the way. Um, so yeah, I, there's lots of them out there. I'm not going to recommend one over the other. There's lots of them out there. Um, Elpot, you are next up on my list. How do we ask a question? You download the app, Discord, you set yourself up a profile, you click the link in my bio, my profile, and that will set you into the lounge. Um, and then you can ask a question. Oh, that, that person's disappeared. Okay, no problem. Uh, Mommy to four, you are next on my list. Hi, uh, Hello. I can, yes. Um, so uh, this, I've got I've been divorced from my ex-husband for the last two years. We've got three children together and have parent, co-parented quite well um, yeah. for the last two, just over two years. Um, he doesn't have anywhere suitable to have the children, so I've allowed him to have them in my home yeah. um, uh, with me either around or I'll pop out or whatever. Yeah. But an incident has happened now um, where he's been quite volatile towards me and I had to contact the police. Yeah. Luckily, it didn't happen in front of the children. Um, I've spoken to social services um, and told them that I've now withdrawn access to our children. Yeah. They're happy with that decision because they feel that I, by doing that, I am safeguarding our children. Yeah. Um, they told me if I was to not do that, then I wouldn't be safeguarding them and they would need to come and investigate. Okay. Um, what do you want? Because he's got parental responsibility, so... He can turn up at their schools and their nurseries and he can take them. Um, and so that, that is the way it is. Where do I go next? I don't want I, I, I don't want to cut them off from their dad, but I just feel that I can't facilitate contact anymore. We don't really have a third party that we can use. Where do I go next? When you say facilitate contact, does he have to have supervised contact? We have nothing in place. There's, it's thought this has been a private arrangement yeah. um, going forward. I I can't let them go to his home. His home isn't suitable, and social services have agreed with me um, that he cannot have them in his home. Okay. Um, because he was so volatile, and there was criminal damage involved um, yeah. in the incident that's happened. Yeah. I now feel, and there there are various other factors. I now don't feel that I want them. One, I don't feel they're safe wandering around with him in the community um, and he doesn't have anywhere to take them. Okay, so you have safeguarding issues? Yes, yeah. and social services agree with me that okay. if I do not withdraw access, they see me as not safeguarding my children from him. Okay, so essentially, I mean, the first thing I would say is it's probably not for you to find a solution because okay. dad is the one with the issue. So, you know, if, if there are safeguarding issues, then clearly dad needs to step up and try to address those. Um, okay. And then it would be for dad to perhaps make suggestions to you. Um, if the matter isn't before the court, then you two, and I know that you've said you've co-parented successfully before, um, I would be suggesting, because, you know, you, it might be that you don't want to go running off to court, but perhaps allow the contact to continue, but just for shorter periods of time, you know. So, for example, two hours on a Saturday morning, um, 
if that isn't going to be a risk to the children. I mean, obviously, I don't want you to disclose the risks um, here um, if yeah. you don't want to. But if that isn't going to be a risk to the children, until such times as dad maybe starts to think, well, hang on a minute, I want more contact. Because clearly, the issue that I'm hearing isn't how does dad have contact with the children. It's that how yeah. does dad get better so that, that we don't mm. have any safeguarding issues anymore. That's the real yeah. issue, isn't it, really? Um, yeah, and... And I think what what how I feel is maybe I would have considered working something out, but yeah. now the social services have told me yeah. by withdrawing because the report because the, the police were involved, they filed a report with social services that it was a domestic incident and the children needed to be checked on effectively. My conversation with social services by me telling them I have withdrawn access, they see that as they're now not being a yeah. safeguarding issue yeah. because I have withdrawn contact. Yeah. If I allow contact, social services will then become involved because I am not seen to be safeguarding my children. Okay, okay. So, what so then... I feel I can't allow contact now because I'm yeah. then going to be not safeguarding my yeah. children. And, and So I... do I just leave the ball in his court and say, no, you're not having access, you need to... Go to me, take me to mediation, or go to court. What? Absolutely. That's, that's where I, yeah, where I am. yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you know, if social services have have given you that indication, then yep, there's nothing more you can do. Your hands are tied. Don't get me wrong. Social services don't have the power to order that. That no, is no, their recommendation. Um, and if you were to allow contact with dad and they then thought that wasn't in the child's best interest, they themselves would take you to court um, to say, okay. well, you know, you can't do that. Um, but essentially, if you feel yourself that these safeguarding issues are of that concern, um, then, yeah, mm -hmm. then the ball's back in dad's court, isn't it? There isn't there isn't anything you can do. There isn't anything okay. you can do. OK, fab. thank you so much for answering my question. You put my mind at ease greatly. Thank you so much. No worries. That's fine. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 Um, Big Shorty, you are up next whenever you're ready to ask me a question. Hello. Hello, hi. What's your question? Hi. So we've. Um... Oh, I've lost we've you. Spoke, spoke before oh, uh, a couple yeah. of months no. ago. Yeah. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, yeah. Okay, so we, we spoke a while ago. Yeah. Um, about my wife ending the marriage whilst I was away having a mental health breakdown. Yeah. Um, she's um, informed me that she's already filed for divorce, even though it hasn't even been six months yet. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find out what I need to do before I find, uh, sign anything, really. In, in terms of the divorce, if, if you're um, at the stage where, you know, your marriage is irretrievably broken down, you don't have to do anything. You just have to acknowledge that you've received that divorce petition. Um, and that's all you need to do. Your wife's the petitioner. So she will then go on to apply for the conditional order and then the final order. Your question may be around the finances and how do you sort that out? Um, that's something yeah, that... Um... Yeah. Um, so I was um, I was a stay-at-home dad for eight years while she went off to university and became a mental health nurse. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I, I you know I didn't hardly work in that time at all. I, I brought up our two children. Yeah. Um, would I be entitled to anything there? There's there's a good chance that you may be. Um, obviously, what you you now need some specific advice okay so so this is what you need to be thinking about 
getting some specific advice from a family solicitor to tell you exactly what it is you're entitled to. Um, because what you and her now need to do is to nego negotiate that financial settlement. So that's not something that I'm able to do on Discord because that then crosses the boundaries of just signposting, giving people su suggestions and moves into an actual solicitor-client relationship because there'd be confidential information that I'd need to speak to you about. So your next step is to reach out and have a consultation with either one of us here or with another family solicitor of your choice but all you're looking for is just that one hour consultation so that you okay. can tell them the financial background to give them some context and they can then give you the advice of exactly what you're entitled to financially. Okay, that's great. Um, I'm just quickly wondering, my mother's here with me because I'm 400 miles away from my children up in yeah. Scotland. Is there anything else we need to ask? Uh, that's all. All right, thank you very much. You're welcome, yeah. thanks, bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, Laura? you are next up there was a question there on tiktok actually how does the um one second laura i'll be with you in a minute um there was uh how does the parenting app differ from just general messages it does differ greatly it has all sorts of um little gadgets in there about holidays parents can like color code what nights they're having um you can share the diary share the calendar it, it they they're they're a lot more than a WhatsApp message. Um, and I think it's a great tool, you know, for parents who are co-parenting or who can't co-parent. You know, check it out if, if you if you think it might be of use to you. Laura, what's your question? Um, hi, it's a bit complicated um, and it's very much happening right now. Um, basically, I have my ex, me and my kid's dad have split up four years ago. He's married, has a new child, everything like that. Um, when we split up, it, was, it wasn't the best of circumstances, but we made do. However, he ended up assaulting me again um, about two years ago, and it went to family court, and we had 50-50 um, care yeah. um, was put in place. Um, and to be honest, since that was put through, um, it was kind of always kind of like a 70-40. Um, however, it, I started noticing changes from my kids' behaviour, like aggression. They were always offloading on me, like I was their safe space. Just about um, last Thursday, um, there was an incident where um, my son expressed to his childcare provider, bear in mind, he, he left the kids at childcare provider because I didn't agree with, like, um, we say a punishment, but he had a, my son's 10, he had an attitude, so we all know what kids are like at yeah. 10. Um, he basically was punishing the child through me and told the, my son that um, it was me who said it, blah, 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 kind of stuff. And I just said, look, I don't agree. He drove off and left the kids at the child provider. And she rang me and was like, who's picking up the kids? But it, it was his his day, his specific day on the court order. He was supposed to have them. Yeah. Um, I ended up going and um, picking up the kids. And she said to me on on the doorstep before my children realised I was there. Bearing in mind as well, my son was distraught in the bathroom. He was screaming his head off. Um, basically, she said that um, my son expressed that um, when he got angry, he put his hands around his neck and dragged him upstairs. So that initially, straight away, was safeguarding. And um, I went straight back to my solicitor because I know when you've got the court order in place, I legally can't stop him from seeing the kids. But they is then said to get in touch with social services that I need to keep them kids in my care. Police have come 
um, they've interviewed me um, informally and my son um, in the house. Um, they said they've put a care plan in place um, where d dad's not allowed contact or anything like that. Um, that's all well and good, but now they've told me that um, they've spoken to the child protection unit um, and they've said that they want to speak to my son and my daughter because she has expressed stuff as well um, in a video. Um, they need to do a video statement and I'm going back to court to change the order. I'm just, I'm a bit like, because he got away with the domestic violence back two years ago, I'm just kind of like, do I file for like full custody and contact only? Because I don't want to take the kids away from their dad, but he's showing aggression towards the kids now. If you know what I'm saying, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, no, I would, I would, Laura. I mean, what what you're talking about is is the criminal test versus the family test. The family yeah. test for domestic violence is a lot less rigorous than the criminal test for obvious reasons. Okay, so the yeah. family test for domestic violence. Um, is is a lot less because obviously if you're found to have done these things you're not going to go to prison under the family order you just won't be allowed to see your kids in the criminal arena obviously the you know standard or the bar is higher because if you are found guilty potentially you're going to have a criminal record so that's the first thing I would say try not to worry too much about convincing the family court of the domestic violence because it's an easier bar to reach it's an easier standard okay um yes. and and i think you really do need to to do that because it's the it's not the criminal um side of things that will be able to influence or dictate if he can or cannot see the children it's the family court that's going to protect the children so i think you do need to make an application um that yes. you know he has limited contact supervised contact whatever is decided you also need to perhaps make an application for a prohibited steps order that he can't take yeah. the children without your permission or without further order of the court. And at least then the kids are protected. And then whatever yeah. happens in the criminal arena, you let that rumble on for whatever. You know what I mean? But that that's yeah. that because even if he's found not guilty or guilty, it has no impact on the children. Um, because he, he it, it won't give you an order that says he cannot see the children. It will just find him guilty or not guilty of whatever it is they're charging him with. So you definitely need to go to the family course, okay? Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, I've got um, an appointment with my solicitor on Thursday. I was right. just kind of cautious because I'm aware that both of them are two separate kind of entities as such. Yeah. So it's kind of like I'm... My kids have expressed they don't want to go there now, but yeah. I know kids don't make that decision until like sixteen. Yeah, and it's kind of like I'm I'm there basically their shield, so yeah. I need to give them their voice and say, listen, this is not acceptable behaviour. He needs to go to anger management or or something like that to prove that he he is getting his his self sorted out because my son is ten. He's at a very uh, impressionable age and if he starts thinking now it's okay to start hitting people and stuff like that it's yeah. it's just gonna be a recipe for disaster won't it absolutely absolutely okay. right thanks bye. laura thank you okay thank you. Bye. bye bye um alpot i see you're back in the queue with your hand up and i did very quickly see something on tiktok um, so I'm going to jump you to the top because you were here before and I don't know what happened, but you, you disappeared on me. Um, what's oh, your, can you hear me now? I can, yeah. What's your question? S sorry about that. That's First right. time user. That's all um, right. It's just a question really around child maintenance. Yeah. Um, myself and my husband, he has um, two daughters, 13 and 9, 
uh, and their stepmom. And recently, due to the cost of living, we have a um, agreement in place, just a like a family agreement, not not uh, court ordered. Yeah. Um, to which we have the girls three nights a week, but their mum has since contacted child maintenance to say we actually only have them one night, which isn't accurate. Um, I mean, we, we already pay upwards of £800 a month in child maintenance, and we were just wondering if we got any sort of leg to stand on to say that, you know, we do still have them three nights and is dying. So, I mean, maintenance is outside of our area. That's the first thing I would say. As, as family okay. lawyers, we don't get involved with CMS. What I will tell you, though, is, and, and sorry if you told me this at the beginning of that question, if you do have a court order, I would send that in because that's the best proof that you've got that you're having them three nights a week. Did you say you had a court order or no? No, no. unfortunately we don't. We've had, okay. my husband's just had like a, a, an agreement an informal, for the last sort of yeah. six years since they got divorced. Yeah. And nothing in court because he didn't want to take the kids would all kind of go through that process because it was quite amicable until yeah. he remarried. Um, yeah. So we're just wondering, is it because obviously the elder daughter's 13 going down court, yeah. the courtroom now at her age is probably a little bit more difficult? It, it is, I'll be honest with you, because um, the court... The court aren't really interested in making an order just to satisfy um, the child maintenance requirements. Although I did have a guy on last night who said that CMS had told him to go and get an order to reflect the number of nights he was having the children with. Otherwise, they wouldn't change what they had told him in terms of his maintenance payments. Um, it's a difficult one. I mean, all you can do is maybe think of another way that you can prove um, is he is he collecting the child from school? Is is anything like yeah. that happening? Yeah, so he does yeah. he does do all he does just all the collections and all the drop offs. Oh, well, there um, you go. Again, I wonder I wonder if CMS I wonder if CMS will expect will um accept maybe a letter from a teacher. I think this is what I said last night. And oh, then okay. would would the school provide you with that to say actually he is here all the time? Um, we understand from the child they may not get involved. I I don't know. Um, if, there's okay. any, if there's any teachers on it'd be good to know that but yeah I think outside of the court order you're just going to have to maybe think outside the box of other ways that you can demonstrate to CMS that these are the nights you have the children some sort of evidence that that they're going to accept um, and that's the other thing I said to the guy go back to CMS and say well how can I demonstrate that how can I um, you know convince you that we do have them three nights a week and see what they say Okay, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Okay, no problem. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, someone's just said schools won't get involved. I didn't think they, they would, you know. Um, I, I just don't know what else to suggest there. And because it's not something that we get involved with, um, i.e. maintenance, it's really difficult to know what to tell you guys. Uh, right, next caller is Mum1292. CMS won't accept a court order. That's so... Yeah, but what about the parents that don't have a court order? What are they meant to do? Hmm. Hello, what's your question? Oh, no. Hi, Hi, hello. Yes, I just have a quick question yeah. in regards to um, a childcare child, uh, contact order, basically. Yeah. My partner got divorced with his ex-wife in 2018, and since then they had um, an arrangement between themselves that he has the kids every set of days off. And it worked well for the last 
five years almost, but now suddenly she wants to change it to every other weekend. So um, he's working most of the weekends. So obviously he wouldn't be able to see the kids. So it, all the care and everything would be either me or a babysitter. Yeah. She is adamant to go to court. So I was just wondering, does court take into consideration the fact that he is actually working on those days or they just, you know, just do whatever the mother says? <clears throat> now, I'm going to tell you that in my experience, whenever I've run child cases, absolutely they're going to take into account his work schedule. And the court, in, in as I say, and I'm going to preface this and explain why I keep saying in my experience in a moment, but in my experience, when I've represented a client and I've said, look, my client cannot do this day, this day, this day, the court will not make an order giving him contact on this day, this day, or this day, all right? However, the first caller tonight was a lady who had just been to court and her partner had got an order giving him um, a specific day that he couldn't do. Um, but so, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't want others thinking, well, that's conflicting advice. In my experience, no, they won't. They definitely won't. And the thing is, if you say to the court, I cannot do Mondays and the court then order Mondays, you, you are going mm -hmm. to breach the order. It's almost appealable. Well, it is appealable. So mm -hmm. I would have stood up when that order was made from the previous caller and said, it's not acceptable because my client can't do it. He can't do it. And we're telling you, it's on the record that he can't do it. So that's what I'm going to say to you. Just be be really clear about the days that he can and can't do. And if it's work-related, then he just can't do it. Yes. The court can't force him to do something that he physically can't do. Yes, yeah, no, I totally understand. And also there is a, a very uh, a weird request that basically we've, we've received a letter from a solicitor that he's not allowed, like he would see them every every other year for like Christmas Day and for birthday, but now she, she's saying that he can't see them for the birthdays um, or Christmas Day. She just, she's just giving us Boxing Day and one hour exchange during the birthday yeah. for like so one hour for like to exchange the gifts yeah um so was that something they would be able to argue as well or? absolutely absolutely so you're going to be asking the court for that regular framework so that christmases yeah. will be sorted out birthdays will be sorted out holidays will be sorted out and the court's always going to look at what's in the best interests of the children and it's only yeah. fair that they get to share christmases with both parents Brilliant. Oh, lovely. That, that's right. that's, that's uh, great help. Thank you very much. No Thank problem. You. Okay, thanks. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Uh, Charles, you are up next. Um, Hello. Hello, can you hear me? I can. Perfect. Um, it's quite a tricky one, to be honest. Um, so, my daughter has got a SGO in place at the moment. Um, I was just wondering if there's anything that I can do to try and get more access. So the the person with the SGO, I take it they're not in agreement. Have you spoken to them? They're not in agreement at all. I've tried mediation right. um, and I've tried everything else. Okay. Um, I'm being like alienated by the, the other side of the family. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm being alienated by the other side of the family. Uh, they won't tell me what school she's going to. Yeah. I get two hours every fortnight. Yeah. Um, and it's just a major, major change. Yeah. Um, for my daughter because I was having weekly contact. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're saying, oh, because she's in school and she's able to understand things, 
They've now changed it to every other week on a Saturday for two and a half for two hours. Okay. And obviously, you don't have to disclose this if you don't want to, because it's a, it's a public forum. But is there a reason to why they changed it? Have they given you a reason? They haven't given me okay. any reason at all. It's just um, they're just shouting at me all the time, um, saying, "Well, you can either you either deal with it or you don't see her at all." All right. I think, and you, and you say you've tried mediation, that hasn't helped. Yeah. Then I think you probably need to take the matter back to court. Um, it doesn't okay. seem it doesn't seem fair if nothing's happened and just out of the yeah. blue they've up and changed the routine that the child's got used to. Um, you yeah. know, if if you haven't done anything to give them any concerns, then they should. I've done everything by the book okay. from like social services and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've had to. Um, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to make my life better for my daughter. Yeah. Then, um, then take it back to court is what I would suggest, um, because okay. there's I... yeah. Go on. Sorry. No, go, go on. on. No, go on. Carry on. Um, am I able to still know where my daughter's going to school? Um, and still, you know, if anything happens, because she wasn't, she was rushed into hospital with COVID. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know till three weeks later. Um. Yeah, you, and so, then, so and you, then like it's it's yeah. all the time they're going on holiday. I'm missing out. Yeah, I can't go on holiday. You know because I'm I, I have to drop things yeah. instantly. But so on the, their side, it's like well, if I want to do this, you're missing out on your contact. So the order that was made, it didn't remove your PR, did it? No. no, okay, so if you've still got parental responsibility, then yes, out of yeah. courtesy, they should be letting you know. Um, obviously, right. they've decided not to let you know. So again, I'd be asking the court for a direction that you are just kept in, informed. It's just courtesy, really, rather than trying okay. to push you out completely. Yeah, I am being pushed out completely, but yeah. what would you suggest in gaining more access? Well, I think your first step is getting access back on track because it seems to me that your access is being reduced. So I think the first step is How to... How can I do that when they're not... Because I've already been to mediation. You go to court. Um, and they, you go they've to just court. turned around and said that they don't want anything um, to do with me and they've literally just stopped, they stopped contact for nine months. Yep, you go to court go to court that's that's the only way you can do it and and you're going to have to get another child arrangements order another order that allows i mean they they've got the sgo but another order can i do that with an sgo though absolutely you can take it back to court yeah of course you can, of course right, you can. okay that's something that i didn't know because yeah. they were turning i i asked them just out of you know curiosity yeah so I'm, I'm trying to be on their side as much as i possibly can yeah you know, for my daughter's sake, but they keep on saying, no, you can't take us to court um, because the SGO is in place. No, you can't do this because the SGO is in place. And it's yeah. like, well, where do I stand? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they do hold the power because their PR out sort of outranks yours, but that doesn't mean that they yeah. can abuse that. And if you feel it's being no. abused, then you return the matter to court. All right? Perfect. What would I ask for in court? Would you know? Well, you're you're well, gonna ask for like um, just more access, or is there? I like don't. A... I don't think you should be asking for any more. I think at this stage you need to be getting your current access back on track. All right. Right. Yeah. Just get that okay. back on track. All right. Okay. That's perfect. No problem.
Thanks, then. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Take care, bye-bye. Right, guys, we've run over slightly. Thanks for another good evening in the lounge. Hope all that um, has helped you. Um, sorry I didn't get to all the people still with their hands up, but I am back here tomorrow again at 6 o'clock, so come back then and pop your hand up. Um, there's so many of you, uh, even if it's another hour, I'm, I'm not going to get through it all. So thanks for joining me, guys. Um, I hope you got some, some use out of that. Take care and speak to you again tomorrow at 6. Good night. Uh, TikTok, sorry I didn't get to um, answer some of your questions. Um, Discord was just so busy this evening. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. I'm just trying to see if there's any questions now. Do you record them? I do actually. Oh, damn, I meant to tell Paddy will kill me. Um, I meant to say Paddy has started the podcast. So we're actually recording the Discords now and we're putting them on a podcast. So that link has gone into my bio. So if you want to listen back to them um, at any time, you can. Um, absolutely. Um, thank you so much. You are more than welcome. Um, I do actually enjoy, genuinely enjoy just helping people get past that position where they don't quite know where to go next. Um, so um, you're absolutely more than welcome. Um, thank you guys. Also, thank you to the person who was pushing the likes. You are such a superstar. I'm just seeing there, there's 34,000 likes. That's so nice, guys. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. Um, don't mind giving up my free time at all. Um, wish I could do more of it. I'm really passionate about family law anyway. Um, and all elements of it, you know, training young lawyers. Um, I mark students' papers, so lots and lots and lots. Anyway, there we go. Um, in, I know lots of likes today. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate that. Um, I'm going to sign off and speak to you all again tomorrow at six. Thanks again. Bye.